If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM, let's create. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey guys, I'm so pumped on this episode of Get Real Podcast. I have Chrissy Ballard joining me. She is just a beautiful bright light. She's married to Frankie Ballard and they're just basically a supermodel couple. They look like they're out of a movie. They're so good looking. But on top of that, they're such incredible people. We walk through Chrissy and Frankie's love story. They met when she was cast to be on his music video. They fell in love instantly. The first date they had, he basically asked her to go on the road with him. And from there on, it was just sparks. They never broke up. They did long distance for a while because she was acting in LA. And then she ended up moving to Nashville. She and Frankie are both so spiritual. And she knew that she wanted to be with him in Nashville. And her dream of acting was fading. But she needed a new dream because she's so creative. She always knew she needed to create. And she prayed to God. And he brought her a completely new dream and it's old smoky boots, which you guys have to check it out. She has designed these most incredible, creative, funky boots for Miranda Lambert, for Lucy Hale. She just got a write up in people magazine. She's amazing. And it's just so cool to see how her prayers have been answered. We talk a lot about that. She has a prayer journal that she has recorded all these prayers and signs from God that have been answered. And Frankie and her, or they have like an hour of more of spiritual morning time every day to start their day off with God at the center. They're just such an incredible couple. She walks me through the grief of losing her father, and she's very raw about that. And I appreciate her sharing that because I know a lot of people struggle with grief and 
She was very honest about it and just how there is no right or wrong way to grieve. And she then tells me about her Wild West theme marriage, how she and Frankie got married uh, in a Wild West town. It's amazing. They're such great people. And this is just such a um, feel-good, spiritual, uplifting podcast that I can't wait for y'all to hear it. So here's Chrissy Ballard. Okay, I'm here with Chrissy Ballard, who came up walking up my driveway, looking like a supermodel with, I mean, just literally a knockout. And I'm I'm hiding. I have a hat on. I'm super cash, girl. Oh, God. I just have to apologize because, I mean, I can't even, I can't even, I didn't even try. Girl. Today. You always look so cute. Seriously. You're just this tiny little bum. Being deep into my pregnancy now, like seven and a half months, I really, the thought of, I used to really consider myself like kind of cute and sexy, but I just don't feel that way anymore. You are (laughs) though. Isn't that crazy that you can't see yourself the way that we can? Because every time I've seen you out, I'm just like obsessed with you. Yeah. You always look so cute. It's a a new kind of admiration for my body because I'm so thankful of what it's doing growing this baby and you know bringing new life into the world but like I just don't feel like the hot hot machine that I used to be back in the day oh you're wonder if we'll ever come back (laughs) you know and that's so crazy that we can't hear what you're thinking about but to us like you're so cute and everyone (laughs) just like all they see is this tiny little bump and you just look so cute in everything you wear yeah you are so sweet. Okay, so we start. I'm going to start off by telling everyone who your husband is, which is Frankie Ballard. Yes, ma'am. And God, he's so cute too. I'm telling you, he is. I love that he looks like a bad boy. He's got this chiseled, handsome face and all these tattoos, but he is the most unbelievable man. Tell I, me why he's so unbelievable. He looks like James Dean. He does. I mean, he truly oh, does. It, with his leather jackets and oh, all of his style. You're making me he's miss like him. He's throwback. He's like vintage, <laughs> you know? He is. And he grew up on so many of those classic singers like Elvis. And so he can do moves like Elvis. And He's he can, got the moves? He, oh, does the he man's got the, the moves. moves. He does. He can do all <laughs> the leg movements. Um, he can dance. He can dance like most... Uh, amazing dancers he can do the chuck berry duck walk he can do everything i don't even know what that is yeah i mean i tried to do it in our kitchen one day and made him laugh so hard it's where chuck would like hold the guitar and then kick a foot up while hopping on the other foot and so you're gonna know what i'm talking about when you see it okay he he makes it look cool and i just look so lanky and practically fell over and it was a funny moment is that what made you fall in love with him was his moves that and just he was so charming when I met him I met him on a music video set okay so talk to me about that yes you were living in LA I was living in LA you moved out there to be an actress Mm -hmm. I was doing the acting thing and this was at a point where acting had kind of slowed down and uh, a producer friend of mine had asked me to do his music video okay and so this was just a job for me. I wasn't really thinking that I'm going to meet my future husband. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I show up to set. I was one of the first girls. And he came right over after filming. And I was nervous. I was nervous because he was so handsome. And he was so cute the way he came up and, like, introduced himself. And, and you know, made a cheeky joke to me about, you know, well, I just don't know if you're going to do for the 
the video and I was like in full hair and makeup and I thought, oh no, this isn't just a video. Like I think, I think there's like a spark with I this guy. I think I love you. I think <laughs> I want to marry you. That fast? Um, well, I didn't have that exact thought at that time, but I knew this was no longer a job. I mean, it was like a spiritual, I knew something was happening. What happened? What did he do? Like how, It was just his presence. Like most artists when they're on set, people are carrying their things and he would offer to move my bags or he would ask if I needed anything or we always found each other on set. And there was three other girls on this music video who were also probably thinking he was super <laughs> handsome and wanting to know if he was single, but we just found each other throughout the day. And um, there was just something so different about him than any other man I had ever met. What music video was it for? It was called A Bunch of Girls. Oh, yeah. So there was a bunch of girls. <laughs> but then there was one. Oh, my God. Okay, so did he feel it to you right away? He did. He said, um, I believe it was his agent or manager at the time walked over and said something like, well, you know, are you interested in any of these? Because, you know, there's four of us girls there. And the other girls, to be really fair, were beautiful. Like, beautiful girls. Super sweet. Um, and... He pointed to me and I had, this, I had this little shirt that I made a dress. Um, so it was really small. <laughs> and he pointed to me and yeah, I think we both just felt a connection. Like we just wanted to get to know each other more. Okay. So then how did he pursue it? Okay. So I was the only one that didn't ask for a picture with him all day. Playing it cool. Playing it cool. And the other girls, but they were definitely around him more and he would come find me and talk to me. So at the end of the day, he asked to have a picture. With you? With me. In so the, he asked for a picture with you. He did. Way to work it, sister. I was just, <laughs> I, I was like, yes, my plan is working. <laughs> um, so we're in the back of this van headed back to the first location. We took a picture and then he said, well, let me send it to you. Oh, so smooth. we got my number. Okay, okay. And then we texted that whole Frankie's night. Frankie's got moves in other ways, too. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> <laughs> um, texted that whole night, and I didn't realize he lived in Nashville. Okay. I, so I'm in L.A., and he has to fly home, and I was so sad. I was already sad that he had to go home. So that's the introduction story. So then how did it, was it instant? Y'all started dating immediately? How was the first date? What happened? First date was amazing. Okay, so... He's in Nashville. I'm in L.A. Okay. He calls. We're texting. So this is all over the phone. And how old are y'all? Oh. Or how many years ago is this? Okay. So this was about eight years ago. Okay. A li uh, eight years ago in May. Okay. So y'all working on a decade here. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Let's just round up. Yeah. I like I it. I love that. Um, okay. So two weeks go by of just talking on the phone. And he said, I would love for you to just come out on the road. I've got this run. I'm going on tour with Bob Seger. Or he had been on tour with Bob Seger. I think this was one of the last shows. I've got some club dates. I've got a stadium show. What do you think? Now, that's a way to impress somebody. Well, this was a whole new world for me. Yeah. I was single, and I was ready for an adventure, and I pretty much said yes immediately. And y'all had just met the one time. Yeah, just the one time. But okay. we had talked on the phone so much, and I knew that he was – classy I knew that he was a gentleman I but like did you think like where, where are you gonna sleep are y'all gonna share a bunk are y'all gonna I mean, yeah I, I mean, mean oh my god of course I thought of all this stuff and I'm like living together instantly on the bus yep 
But here's how God prepared me. Okay. My brother-in-law was on the PGA Tour. Okay. At the time. So he's a professional golfer? He was. He's, oh, nice. He still plays occasionally, but he was. And I knew bus life. Okay. They, my sister and brother-in-law had a four-wheeler. They, um, is that what it's called? I feel like that's not right. Uh, a, four- a fifth wheel. <laughs> Like, uh, what do you mean? They didn't travel on a four-wheeler. It was a fifth wheel. So it's not quite a bus. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're traveling on a (laughs) four-wheeler. Sorry, Shauna. (laughs) That was not the right thing. That would be amazing. It's like, it is a bus in the sense that it's got the pop-outs. It's just a little bit smaller than a tour bus. Um, So I knew how to travel. Like, I knew how to, to hang. So did you get in your own bunk? Were you sharing a bunk with him? Was there a bed? <laughs> I knew you were going to go here. <laughs> okay, so actually, <laughs> this was a four and a half day run. Oh, my. Okay, well, you're going to know for sure after this four and a half day run if y'all have a connection and can work it out. For, oh, for you know? sure. And it was it was seamless. It was so much fun with him. Were you nervous? Well, yes, because I liked him so much, but no, because I was fully myself. Okay. And this was the first time with anyone where I just felt like I could be completely Chrissy. And I remember him saying that on the same trip that he he just felt like he could just be himself. And I remember looking at his cell phone. Um, he was, I think we were exchanging like Twitter accounts. Like okay. that's how new this was. Okay. He was like, I want to follow you. And I was like, I want to follow you. <laughs> oh, yes. And I remember seeing he had the Bible app on his phone and I remember thinking I know I'm gonna fall in love with this guy because I had never met anyone that had that app on their iPhone and he has the balance he's got the bad boy image like singer like got that whole swag thing going but then he's a good just wholesome great guy with moral values oh yes see that's the unicorn He's definitely a unicorn. Uh-huh. I tell him all the time, like, I'll touch his back. And I'll be like, I know there's some angel wings back here <laughs> oh. somewhere. Like, he's just this special human. And I knew that from from that trip. So to answer your question, I had my own whole bunk set up. Never made it into the <laughs> bunk. We were um, very respectful. And we snuggled for sure. And actually, on the last night, his parents were on the bus. Sweet. And so you met the family, too. I met his parents the last oh day of that trip. God. And was it a good meeting? It was unbelievable. I mean, and I had prophecy that we would be doing this over and over again in our life, that I would be in the stands, in a seat, watching him on stage with his parents over and over and over again. I, it was like a feeling. Do you get prophecy a lot? I do tend to get so like you feelings. get visions or feelings. Feelings, yeah. Sometimes it's, it's vision, sometimes it's feeling, sometimes it's a a word. Sometimes it'll just fall out of my mouth. And it's just like the spirit moving through you? Totally. Totally. Oh, and the more gosh. I talk about it and the more that I tell other people, I feel like the stronger it gets. So was it a feeling? You just had this feeling I will be doing this all the time. It was definitely a feeling. So he was at a stadium show in Detroit. Opening for Bob Seger. Yeah, he's from Michigan. And it was it was a feeling, but also a vision of I'm going to see his dad walking around the stadium, listening to all the different, you know, areas where he can hear Frankie and I'll be sitting next to his mom and we'll be videoing. And it was it was a prophecy of like what my future was going to look like. So it was both. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And that has certainly come true. It sure has. 
So after that weekend, were y'all just hot to trot? Like this is happening. DTR made it official. Oh yeah, he called and he was he was so sweet. I just love, I love this man so much. He asked me to be his girlfriend and he like wanted right to away? be exclusive right after that trip. And I had never had that before. I never had a man pursue he me. He called you and asked you to be his girlfriend? He did. It like, was what the, did he say? It was the sweetest thing. I think he might have been headed into a sound check. It was early in the morning and. How did he say it? I need to know this. It call. was, um, pardon me, baby, if I get this wrong, <laughs> but it was super romantic. And he's like, I just had the best week with you. We get along so well. He's like, I don't want to see anybody else. I don't want you to see anybody else. He's like, this might be too early, but what do you think? Well, like, would you be my girlfriend? And oh, I, uh, of course. I mean, the answer was yes from honestly the moment that I went out on tour that week just no reservations no never never maybe even from the moment I met him I just knew something was brewing and you have never felt that way about anyone before never never no never so would you say you do believe in soulmates oh absolutely what is the difference between dating people that you try to make it work with and then meeting your soulmate god everything (laughs) (laughs) I we say all the time to have become one. We, I, we feel that we feel like we're one when he wins. I feel like I'm winning when he's down. I feel like I'm down and vice versa. And it's almost unexplainable, but I am the happiest when I'm like pressed up against him. It's like spirit to spirit. I, I can't get enough of it. Like I'm truly obsessed with my husband. Oh my God. And y'all have been together now for eight years. Yeah. And it has not dwindled. No. If anything, it increases. Like he probably should be scared at how much I love him. (laughs) I I have a feeling it's mutual. I feel very blessed. I, I, I do feel like it's mutual, but you know that feeling like, you know, Michael's your best friend. Yes. Yes. It is definitely when you have something, I, I dated a lot of people Michael and I broke up for a little while. We dated people before. And it's just when you're with someone that you're supposed to be with, it is a very, it's a very amazing feeling. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I wish that everyone got the opportunity to feel that. I, it breaks my heart for the people who haven't or who have lost it. Um, because I don't think there's anything better, truly. Just to have that, your person. But the thing I love about you is you got you seem to just fully embrace each other like because a lot of people who get into this life is very hard for the spouse to handle it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to me like you've ever had that issue I think that you have some adjustment that you had to get used to or was it like right away you're ready for this crazy life I do feel like I was born for it one my family prepared me for it how so uh we traveled a lot when I was a kid we had a lot of adventures got to see a lot of the United States um, my sister and brother-in-law and, and seeing their life and traveling with them a little bit and going out and watching the tour life and seeing how my sister was when he had to work. I mean, I was picking up all these clues of, you know how it is at uh, a sound check or at a show or a meet and greet. And I feel like it was just in my blood to just kind of know what to do. And yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it other than I just feel like I was I was ready for it. Yes. Um, so I don't feel like there was an adjustment. But I was also in the acting world, so I understood the entertainment aspect of it. And I think Frankie really appreciated that I got it. 
Yes. Too. Because I think that does make it easier on our husband. Totally. When we understand, wait, no, babe, you go to that dinner because that's work. Like, I'm totally fine. Right. I'll stay home. I'll be here waiting for you. I want to hear all about it. But I don't necessarily have to be there if this is work. And I no. feel like Frankie makes it makes it a point to include you in his he life does. too. Oh yeah, I so mean, it's not like you're ever feeling like you're being left behind. Like if you no. if you can't go for some sort of reason, yeah, you totally get it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we have fun at those events together. I mean, yes, he he'll take me anywhere. And sometimes I'm like, wait, this is work. You're gonna get distracted, and you're gonna want to talk about me, and we need to talk about you. So, so does he love to talk about you? He's so proud. I saw him posting all over his Instagram about your people article with old Smokey's boots. Like he's he cannot sweetest. get enough. He's which we, of he's course, my biggest fan. We've got to talk about your boots, but he is your biggest fan. I yeah, like that's what I'm talking about. How did I get this superhuman husband? Like I just I feel so blessed. I don't want to say unworthy of it because I feel like God chose him for me, but I just feel incredibly blessed. That he likes what I'm doing and that he's proud and he wants to talk about it. That's Talk to me about how he is with your business. He's instrumental. I mean, truly, he has lifted me up from the beginning. I came to him with this crazy idea out of nowhere. Well, and you were transitioning because you were yeah. an actress in L.A. Yeah. You met Frankie. Yeah. And then you fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. And you said you were finding a new dream all of a sudden. Like yeah. you felt like acting was sort of like leaving. Mm-hmm. And a new dream was taking its place, which is you're this incredible boot designer and like leather designer. You would do all sorts of things, belts, like purses and things, like all sorts of things. But how did that, how did that one flow in? And yeah, and then how is Frankie instrumental? I just had to give people a little backstory. Thank you. That was very good. <laughs> um, I, yes, acting door I felt like was closing because I – wanted to be with him more than I ever wanted to continue to pursue acting because what did that even mean? Like if I can't be with him. So Old Smokies came from a prayer, many prayers. Really? Actually. Um, Do explain. Okay. So this was, I loved acting. That was why I moved out there. I thought that was 100% going to be what I was going for. But then I met him and I thought, wait a second, that is the life that I want. I want to be with him. I said, God, you know my heart. You know how much I love acting. But I need a new dream. And I need to have something of my own so that I can move to Nashville and I can help support his dream but have something going on for myself. Um, it's very profound of you to, like, know that you needed that. Well, I have to create. If I don't get to create, I feel this blockage. And I, I just need to be able to express myself. So I woke up one morning in Los Angeles, just took a bunch of stuff out of my closet, a pair of boots I had never even worn, and just whipped up the first pair of Old Smokies, started wearing it to some of his concerts, and people were like, where did you get your boots? I could hear this. Because you put, like, all sorts of stuff on boots. Like, tell tell everyone listening what your boots are like. Okay, so I take vintage boots, sometimes new boots, sometimes customers' boots, and I rework them into funky one of a kinds I like to call them red carpet pieces for every day so um you know I might chop the top and put a bunch of chain or studs metal belts they get funky real fast yeah um and I was wearing them around and I could hear people so I remember calling Frankie from LA and saying babe I want to do this like I want to take boots 
and rework them and make them modern and funky. And I want to sell them. And he could have said anything. He was like, I think that's an amazing idea. And he just went with it. And sure enough, a few months later, found myself in Nashville. He asked me to move in with him. And because he was so classy, he was never going to ask me to leave acting. That had to come from me. That's really awesome. It, well, that's because he's such a gentleman. Like he didn't want you to give up on your dream. Yeah, he wasn't going to. He's gonna, not going to give up on his dream. Yeah, he didn't want to take that away from me. So my heart completely had changed. I was so excited about Old Smokies. Had no idea really what I was doing, but I knew I now had my new dream, which allowed me to move. And now, I can't even believe I've got this little company that's. I feel so blessed. Miranda Lambert's in my boots. I know. She's in like lots of your boots. She, I ran into her um, recently. How did she get in your boots? Well, I mean, it's just all so interconnected. I love the puzzle pieces of life. But a sweet girlfriend of mine, Casimira, sent her stylist a message and just said, hey, my girlfriend does Old Smokey's boots. If you guys ever, you know, want to collaborate we would love to just show you what we've got well I think I probably had like two boots in the (laughs) workshop at that time but I met with her stylist Tiffany Gifford and got Tiffany's uh, story and Miranda's camp and Tiffany are so classy they don't take anything as a gift they buy their product wow Miranda does not take gifts free product no she buys it so Tiffany and I came up with this idea and we made one pair of boots. Miranda fell in love. And then we ended up making, I think, four or five more pair. Oh, my gosh. Any and, of your belts? Yeah. And five or six belts. Oh, and she was like top of your top dream client, right? Oh, number one. So number to get one. her right off the bat. Was like, what is even <laughs> happening right now? I mean, I, I still can't believe it. And, and you had Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale was the first one. She and, crashed my website. Yeah. Okay. Talk to how did that happen? Well, this was when Instagram was still, I feel like pretty new. No one was really posting product on Instagram Mm -hmm. like they are now. And she posted a thank you with a picture of boots on her bed and tagged me. And I woke up to a slew of phone calls. My website had crashed. Like everything was sold out. I mean, how amazing is that? I'm surprised I even had anything up on the website. I mean, I'm like a one woman show and everything I had was gone because of Lucy. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So your dream was real. All of a sudden you have this real, real life dream happening so fast. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how fast it happened? It is. It honestly is. And it was all based around prayer and God and continuing to just ask him to be like the president of Old Smokies and saying, this is, you gave me this dream. I didn't even know I had the skills to do this. Like I had never reworked a pair of boots in my life. And now all of a sudden my hands know exactly what to do and I know what tools to go buy that's sort of unexplainable because how do you you didn't even know what tools existed I didn't even know that a hole punch could change my life doing old smokies I I mean I was buying stuff at the very beginning at Joanne Fabrics and Hobby Lobby and figuring it out like super gluing stuff so now I'm at the leather store buying real leather working tools working with real you know uh chisels and it just all of a sudden all these skills just came to me are you serious yes I mean yeah this the, this whole dream is seriously built on faith 
So talk to me about your faith because we were talking earlier, you have a prayer journal. I do. And I think this is amazing. So tell me about this. Okay. So the prayer. Old Smokies fits into this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's why I love telling the story of Old Smokies because it seriously just came about from a prayer. Um, So my prayer journal started pretty quickly after my father passed. So he passed a couple, like two and a half years ago. And lots of questions for God, just things I never really thought about. And a lot of new prayers that needed to go up for my mom and my grandparents and my sister and myself and Frankie's grieving, a lot of family members. And I just wanted to record prayers and when they were answered. And then when you flip the prayer journal over, it's signs from heaven. And um, I think I told you earlier, this book is almost full. And I'll write scripture in there and I'll write stories, uh, dreams, other prophecy that I've had, uh, encounters with people that are, uh, that have been from my journal. Like I might see a sign or I might be thinking of something and someone would say the exact thing. So that's confirmation. Oh yeah. I mean, this, this book is just one thing after another of just affirming God is who he says he is. Wow. Okay. Can you share some of your prayers that have been answered? Oh my gosh. I I knew I should have looked through it this morning. Um, One that's pretty wild was recently I just went to, have you heard of anything called a discipleship walk? Mm -mm. Okay. So it's three days where you just, you're in scripture and it's a bunch of different women. There's like 50 women and everyone goes for a certain reason. No one really knows why you're going. You don't fill that out when you um, pay for your admission, but it's just, literally three days of God just pouring love into you through other women. And I went because I wanted some healing over the loss of my dad. It was very unexpected. It was unexpected. It was unexpected and um, incredibly traumatic. And I just, I felt like I, I needed. What does that do to you emotionally when you go through something like that? Like, how do you even... What happens? Still going through it. I mean, uh, I think traumatic is a great way to describe it. I think uh, it changes you. I think there's a big part of my joy that is in heaven. And I think um, I feel caught between my human flesh and being angry and mad and sad that this ever happened to trying to trust that God is who he says he is and that my dad is in heaven. Um, And that's why that journal means so much to me because heaven is sending me signs that he's okay. The cardinal being one. The day after my dad passed, there was a cardinal that tried to get into my parents' house. It was pecking at the door and my mom and I, we didn't know anything about signs yet. We had no idea why this bird is trying to get into our house. And ever since that day, I see cardinals at the most important times or when I'm thinking of my dad or praying or just questioning something, there'll be a cardinal that'll just show up and like look at me in the eyes. And it's not just another bird. It's, it's a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I have a, a million different ways of that showing up. Um, 
grief's messy. It is messy. It's messy. It's messy and I'm still processing it. And Have you learned things about yourself that you didn't know through grief? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I told you earlier, I think it's brought out the worst in me and I think it's brought out the best in me spiritually. But I didn't know I could get so mad. Um, I didn't know I could <clears throat> feel jealousy towards other people who have their dad. You know, that's just a a terrible feeling, a terrible emotion to have. But I've learned like grief is really messy and it's okay. And I used to think I was doing it wrong and there's no handbook for it. There's no way to do it right. And uh, yeah, I'm still going through it. I don't think it's ever something you finish. I think it's something you just live with. You live with it. And I'm trying to do the best job I can living with it, with honoring the people around me and obviously my dad. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day. But let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Electricity has always been synonymous with power. And in the BMW i4 M50, power is more refined than ever. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Listen carefully and you'll make out the sound of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper. Experience the rush of pure performance as BMW M-Engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. And elevate each moment of your drive with a suite of cutting-edge technology, including a BMW Intelligent Personal Assistant that gets smarter with every interaction. I've started guidance. And the most advanced iDrive operating system yet for the most powerful vehicle of its kind. Introducing the BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. 
So you said you went on this disciple walk. Yes. Thank you for bringing me all the way Sorry, back. No, I, uh, my listeners, the one thing I do say, they do tell me is that I interrupt people and well, I sidetrack. So I'm sorry I sidetracked you. That was good. But I want to hear, hear back about the disciple walk. Okay. So go on this discipleship walk. And like I said, you don't fill out the reason you're going. So I, I mentioned I was going to get some healing um, over the loss of my dad. Um, just... I just needed to know he was okay, even though I, I do know that I you always need more. So but it's hard when you don't have tangible when you yes. can't feel it. Yes. <clears throat> so we're in tables with different women and there's there's groups of like five or six women and um you are prayed over from the time you sign up for this discipleship walk till way after you're done because if we believe in God and Jesus. There's also the flip side to that. And we're all in spiritual warfare because the enemy is real. And so you're prayed over this and they're, they pray for the table you're at. So I sit down and my leader's name is Christina spelled exactly the way my name is spelled. She was around my age. We're like two years apart. She lost her dad to a heart attack. I lost my dad to a heart attack. Um, she was, she was grieving in a way where she was stuffing her feelings. And I certainly was doing the same. And our dads used to cook the same breakfast. We had the same kind, it was like biscuits and gravy and all this amazing Southern food. And I just, that was one of a million different ways on this walk of just saying, God, I know you lined me up to sit next to her because she knows how I feel. And I laugh because God made it so obvious. Like he didn't just subtly give me a sign. He, same name, same dad, you know. Situation. It just, and she has a connection to cardinals. She has a, a connection to birds. I specifically, I went to cardinals, but it just made me laugh. And it made me feel so heard by God that he knows how I feel. He knows what I'm struggling with. And, uh, he also has a sense of humor. Like he just made it so obvious. What has helped you the most with your grief? Has it been reaching out to others, connecting with others? How, what has been some of the ways that you have found peace in grief? If that's even possible. That's good. That's a really good question. Um, I think the, the best thing I learned for myself was, it's not really for anybody else to totally understand. I think at the beginning, you're so mad and angry and you have all these emotions going through and you're numb. And I think I just wanted everyone to know like how I felt and I would tell everybody. I mean, anyone I ran into, I mentioned what happened and I learned this is such a internal journey with God and what he's trying, how he's trying to transform your heart towards him and to look towards the kingdom, not this earth. And it sounds really selfish to say that I just wanted everyone to know how I felt, but I think we all do. I think you just you kind of want people to understand what you're going through. And when I let that go, I could focus more on the 35 years I got with him and the incredible dad that he 
was and is because I truly believe his spirit is still alive. Like he's just not here, you know, like we're at this party and he's at another party. And yeah, when I get the invitation, then I'll go join him at the other party, you know? And I saw that you said ever since he's passed, so many opportunities have lined up for you and you know, it's him opening doors. Yeah. Which is almost maddening because I'm like, I don't want any of the opportunities. I want him. Um, But you know he's over there orchestrating it all perfectly. Of course he would. Like, he's so proud of his, he called my mom, sister, and I his babies. And just the greatest man. I mean, truly, I had the greatest father. And he just, he didn't come up short on anything. And I feel so blessed because I know there's people who never had dads or never knew their dad or didn't have a good dad. And I have to remember that I was blessed to get that time with him. And he loved Old Smokies. He did. He loved shoe stores. He did. That's how you got into it. Yes. You grew up in his shoe stores. Yes. My mom and him had shoe stores and an outdoor store, fly fishing store. They sold shoes and clothes and all their retail locations. And I learned everything that I used from them. And he would call and he'd be so excited and he kept telling me he wanted me to do taller boots because he knows that girls love tall boots <laughs> and, and they like the way they look on their legs. And and I we just go back and forth on all these ideas. And he would try to help me find vintage boots and constantly coming up with ideas. He had the idea for me to do belts when I couldn't see it. I had no idea how I would even do a belt. And then he lines up Miranda for me, you know, and. um. It's amazing. It's amazing. So he's always just been so proud. So proud. Oh. I mean. Did he and Frankie get along? Those two were, I, I would I would love to say almost inseparable when they got together. He loved and admired and respected my dad the way that I always wanted a man to look at my dad. And my dad, same thing. He I remember him calling me like a couple weeks before he passed and just saying, I don't care what that man does for a living. He said, he is a good man. Oh, and just how good does that feel? Just in the timing of it was like, I just remember him making sure that I knew that he felt that way. And of course he didn't know he was going to pass, but he just was so proud of him and we talk about Frankie like he was his son-in-law years before we got married. <laughs> so I remember, you know, we had a thing called a celebration of life instead of a funeral. You did? Yes. We wanted oh. uh, to just celebrate his life as much as we could as, as opposed to make it, you know, I mean, obviously it was still incredibly emotional, but we, he would have never wanted something that was, um, I don't know, just super funeral like he 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 needed more of a celebration of who he was um and he deserved that um but people would come up to sean and i and be like wait my sister is sean it they'd say wait i didn't know frankie and chrissy weren't married yet because he he would talk about frankie as if he was already his son and um their relationship was was incredible yeah yeah i know (laughs) So what have you gathered about this human experience now that you have, 
you've really lived quite a bit of life, starting out with your parents in a shoe store, traveling all around, getting a dream to be an actress, moving to L.A. We didn't mention this, but your first video was with Blake Shelton. Yeah. Blake Shelton. <laughs> when he had his mullet. <laughs> then you met Frankie. Like, divine pieces had to move for you to meet Frankie at that music video mm-hmm. shoot. Praying for another dream, it coming to you, old Smokey. Like, then having this hard hit, losing your dad. Like, what have you gathered through all of the magic that you've experienced in life and the pain? Like, what what are we doing here on this earth? Woo! That's not a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> Just answer that one for me. Would you, like, <laughs> let me know how that goes and then... <laughs> Woo! What are we doing here? Um, I, I truly think our number one job is probably to point everything towards heaven and towards God and towards Jesus for what he's done for us. And it's not about the accolades and it's not about the where we are on the rank or who's number one or who's it's not about any of that. It's so easy to get caught up in that, isn't it? It it can be. And I think something as traumatic as what has happened is none of that goes with you. Like, it felt like my father got plucked from this earth and taken from us. And none of that got to go with him. But but the the love and the memories and the time that he gave all of us, that stayed. So why are we doing all these things? Well, I think it's fun, and I do think we're meant to work, and I think we're meant to strive and thrive, and I think we all have gifts and talents, but I think it's to to share with each other, and then to, I'm supposed to use my gifts and talents to bring out your gifts and talents. I'm not just supposed to use them to be selfish. Like, we're supposed to use them to help each other. Yes. I but mean, we've lost that somewhere in the way sometimes. That gets lost. Oh, of course. In the, in the human nature. Of course, we're seeing it in the age of Instagram right now, which yeah. is really scary. Of you need to have a new outfit every day or a new makeup routine or a new skincare routine. And it's like, wait, that stuff is fun, but that's not what life's about. It's about how are you treating people? How are you pointing people towards their own goodness? Like, how are you lifting them up? And that is more apparent to me than ever. I We have to do that. Because it can go so fast. And none yeah. of us are promised any any dates. Like, we're not no. promised anything. Yeah, I mean. It's so easy to think we're just promised this long life. My dad had a big heart scare over this Christmas, too. And, like, uh, had, we thought for a minute we were going to lose him. And, like, I didn't. We didn't. And I'm so thankful. But for thank you, Jesus. a while, I, I had grasped that feeling of, of just realizing this life is so fragile and it's everyone who you like my who you think is the strongest person on earth nobody is no one is guaranteed anything it, none of us are immune to it we've all had loss we will all have loss and i do think that's where the connection happens is when we talk about those things we talked about this earlier it's it's almost the messier parts of our life are easier to connect with other people than the pretty shiny things and I love old Smokies, but that's not going with me. I mean, I hope I get to make Jesus boots in heaven because um, I feel like he'd be a great designer. But I think at the end, he's going to say, like, how did you treat the people around you? What did you do for them? Like, it's not it's really not about us. And 
I'm not perfect at it. Believe me, I can get in my own head and in my own way and I can stay in the workshop 15 hours a day and I can just try to get ahead in my own little business. But I, I try to remember it's just not, it's not about that. You know, if Old Smokies never grows, I'm okay with that. Like, cause I'm so blessed to just be breathing and to be moving and to be able to feed myself and all these little things that we all take so for granted. Cause you just said it, I might not get that tomorrow. I might not be here tomorrow. I don't know. I sure hope I am because eternity is a long time. And whenever uh, I get invited to that next party, I'll go, but I'm going to make the most of this life. So how do you deal with anxiety and fear and worry and things like that? Oh, uh, I probably worry more. Are you a worrier? Um, I definitely can fall into the trap of worrying and then I have to surrender it up. So how do you make yourself surrender? Well, I start to notice the signs. Like I'll get fussy or like short and Mm -hmm. then, you know, you're just not trusting. Because you're trying to control. Yeah, I mean, we all love to try to control stuff. Oh, it's my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) And it never works out for us, right? never. Yeah. Just gives me panic attacks. Yes. Those are awful, by the way. I had not had them. I'd had anxiety, but until I got pregnant, I had never had panic attacks. It is debilitating. And I know that that means I'm so far from God. Because the fact that I'm letting my worry and my panic consume me to the bottom of my core means that like I have pushed God out in that moment. Well, but it's a, it is a real thing of like, you can spin yourself out of control. I remember one time driving to a show to see Frankie. I was driving, um, I think to Fresno and I, I had one while driving, which was really scary. I could not tell you, I, I, I wish I could tell you, but it probably was, LA was expensive. Let's be honest. It was probably like, how am I going to pay? Like, how am I going to live how here? How am I going to? Yes. Um, I don't know what it was, but I, I had one while driving and I, it scared me so bad. I called my parents and they calmed me down. I mean, I'm a, I'm a grown woman and I call my parents and they calmed me down. And I, I had to realize you, you, you can't do this again. Like you've got to find ways to breathe because you could hurt yourself or another driver. And I, once again, I prayed hard on on this kind of anxiety. And I feel like God recently took it from me. Really? I do. I, I would highly recommend it because I couldn't really figure out what to do on my own. And I didn't really know anybody else talking about it. I didn't know what a panic attack was. I had no idea what was going on. Did it like shut your body down when you had Oh, it? yeah. And I'm driving and there's no shoulder on this highway. So um, chest was beating hard, like out of my chest. You're starting to get like nauseous and sweating. And I think I started singing really loud to like calm myself down and it worked because it was so bad. I think it made me laugh. Um, But yeah, it's I I really think it's all about the surrender. Do you and Frankie, what is y'all spiritual life together like? It's actually one of my favorite. They, obviously, I mean, I I love talking about God and spirituality. But we, when he's home, we get into this routine of we wake up, we snuggle, of course, <laughs> we snuggle our dog, and then we make coffee. We are such coffee people. 
Like, okay, how do you drink mm-hmm. your coffee? Just black, but we get this coffee called Pure. Okay. It is so good. Are you drinking coffee right now? I drink a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you're done, you've got this baby girl. I'm getting you some Pure because it's okay. like jet fuel. Okay. <laughs> um, And then we will do spiritual time for about an hour, hour and a half. What do you do during that time? He'll go sit in his favorite chair. I'll go in the front of the house, sit up in my chair. I'll read. I'll pray. I'll meditate. I'll worship. Listen to music. Um, I'll have conversations with God. I'm working on listening, which is, I should do it so, so much more because I hear things like God will speak to me and that's in the journal. And then when we're done, we'll come together and we'll talk about like, okay, what'd you read about her? Babe, God said this to me. So does he kind of do the same thing? What is his spiritual time like? Same. He loves to read. He'll pray, he'll uh, write notes or just, we love it. We're, we are truly obsessed with it. And when we get out of that routine, we realize we need it. And so it's hard to do when we're out on the road or traveling mm-hmm. to see family, but it's seriously our favorite way to start the day. Oh, what a yeah. great way just to be so connected, calm, centered, focused on what really matters. Yeah. And then you get to have these great deep conversations about what you just learned about what you read or what you found while reading the Bible or, babe, I went back and looked in my prayer journal and I prayed this eight months ago and look, it just got answered. Wow. Or, yeah. Does he keep a prayer journal? He definitely has a journal. I think he wanted to, he just told me he wanted to start keeping a prayer journal. Yeah, I would encourage anyone. It's it's just amazing how many actually get answered. But if you don't yeah. write it down, maybe, or take notice of it, you might not even realize that your prayers are getting answered. Yeah, you're going to forget. I mean, I'm telling you, I have so many, and I blanked, probably just being a little bit nervous right now, but <laughs> I have hundreds, hundreds of prayers answered. Yeah. So what brings you the most joy? I'm full of joy right now. Um, you are a joyful person. Every time you I see you, too. you just radiate joy. I'm just, I feel lucky to be alive, like truly. Um, what brings me joy? Time, t- truly time. That sounds so cliche, but time with people that I love. I just, it's the most precious gift. I i don't ever want to take that for granted. And I'm not always in my best mood or on my, my A game, but time is, it brings me joy. Um, obviously my family and Frankie and our little dog and old Smokey's brings me joy. It truly does. Watching Frankie on stage brings me joy. What do you love most about watching him on stage? Everything. I geek out. You do? Like I suit like hardcore look like a super, super (laughs) fan. Um, He's just, he was born to be an entertainer. You, I watch him and I'm mesmerized. He just, I don't know how to describe other than he's the most amazing singer to me, songwriter, guitar player, and entertainer. Because from the time you show up, from the time you have to leave, you want more. And I'm his wife. Like, I cannot get enough of his show. I, I really can't. What's your favorite song that he sings? Oh, uh, well, that's hard because I, I honestly love all of his albums. Um, he has a lot of new music coming out. He wrote all of 
his new music. And he's got this song called, well, there's a ton, but there's a really neat one called Two Planes that he wrote when I was living in LA. And when you hear this song, it is so cinematic and it's, it's our story. And I think when people listen to it, they might think it's about a breakup, but it's not. It's about two planes having to fly in different directions and how it would break our hearts every time we had to do that. And it's so sweet and it's so romantic and it just, it's dramatic and it, I just can't get I enough I love a good it. love story. It's a great love uh-huh. story. And it was, it was meant for the last album, but it got a second life now. And I am, I've been rooting for this song for so long. <sighs> yes. So clearly I'm a big fan. Okay. What is the secret to marriage? Especially being married to an entertainer. Secret to marriage. And someone who has lots of adoring female fans. Oh, God. Does that ever bother you? I feel like he set it up to where he's so trustworthy that I never had to, I, I truly never thought about it. it. He made me feel comfortable with that, and he always has. So, um, where I love that he makes other ladies or kids or men feel special. Like, it, it doesn't make me jealous. Um, but what's the secret to marriage? Um... That's such a great question. I just feel like it's being authentically yourself with each other and allowing the other person to authentically be themselves. I want Frankie to always feel like he can just be himself around me. And when we don't agree on something or if we get fussy or we're worried about something that we don't keep a record of it like we talk about it we communicate about it and we just let it go and I've always loved that about him he's such a great communicator and he he truly always has been and so I think obviously that's a a great a great one such a good point though to not keep score because what good is that gonna do well and most of the time I feel like when anybody, it could be with a family member or a friend, when any, you, you kind of get in those those tiffs or those uh, ruts in life. It's because you're truly worried about something or you've got something on your heart. And it's not really about what you're talking about. And it's just allowing that person to be in the space that they need to be supporting them and not making them feel bad about it. And he's so good about that. I mean, I, there was no handbook for Frankie in grief. Like, how did he deal with that? your dad's grief right yeah he for for handling his wife who was going through it and he was so kind and so supportive and he just let me feel what I needed to feel and I'm forever grateful for that because that wasn't easy on him he not only had his own grief but he had the burden of my grief as well so I think honestly just a calm place for you to fall oh yeah I mean and always always pointing me to heaven always reminding me that this earth isn't it. This, and where did he get that faith from? He's He's been a really spiritual man mm-hmm. since a, his parents instilled it in him since he was a kid. And I think he was always really curious. And um, he continued to study throughout college. And he's, I was always very impressed with him, like I said early on. He's just always stayed close to God. He really has. And so um, he's always pushing himself to learn more and, now we get to do it together, and yeah, I'm very grateful. 
I, actually, you know what? That's the key to marriage is we just try to put God in the center of it. Like put him in the center. That was in our wedding vows. We put him in the middle. And if I'm honoring God, I will always be honoring my husband. So now that is a great point. Just keep him in the middle. He's in the middle of us right now. <laughs> I just love you, Sophie. I love you too. Tell me about your wedding. Okay, I want to talk to you forever, but we're already getting close to an hour. So I want to okay. hear about your wedding because y'all had like a really cool theme. <clears throat> this was a really cool place. It was called Star Hill Ranch. It was um, in Bee Cave, Texas. So that's just a little outside of Austin where I grew up. And it was a little wild west town. So there was, I can't remember how, how many buildings there were, but there was a really neat um, old school that I think was our reception hall. I should know this, but I swear sometimes I just lose memories. It like, I, where do they go? Well, there's just too much coming in. Thank you. Because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, what, seriously, what's going on? Yeah. Um, we got married in this little tiny white church. Okay, get this. Okay. We talked about prophecy, right? Yeah. Before we chose the location of our wedding, I put together like a four picture like collage for Frankie of we knew we wanted a little white church. So I went on Google and I just chose a cute little Don't white chapel. It was the white chapel. It was the white chapel we got married in. And that was just freaking random. And we didn't know that till maybe after we got married. You just found a picture of a white chapel you liked. Thought and it was it super was, cute. It was tiny. And then you stumbled upon this cute little town in Bee Cave. Yeah. Or, or, wait, where was it? Yeah, it was in Bee Cave, Texas. Oh, my and, God. And, uh, yeah, it, it was. What did you do when you found that out? Did you freak out? I just. Or just know that it was divine. You knew I just knew right. it was divine because we wanted to get married on a Sunday, um, which I don't think a lot of people get married on Why a Sunday. Sunday. Because it's the most spiritual day of the week. I mean, <laughs> it could be any day, but to us, we just, like I said, we wanted to keep God at the center. So we made it Sunday. And this little Wild West town, it was so cute. It had so much character. Like, Groom's Quarters was like this old general bar where it was a long bar and cool neon lights. And so our guests could walk around this little town and go from building to building. So and it was in March. And in Texas, it's usually like 80 degrees. It was 57 degrees on our wedding day. Which was amazing because everyone's all dressed up. You're dancing. You're hot. So no one's sweating. No one's sweating. But no one's freezing. Yeah, no. There might have been a few ladies who needed some, like, shawls or yeah. cardigans or something. But not, like, dying. Of that sounded so old. Like, do people still say shawls? <laughs> In a wild west town, they A do. shawl. Get a shawl. We get a saloon. <laughs> yeah, it was. And, so, of course, like, I have, a, you know, a big skirt on. And so I wasn't hot dancing. And it was incredible. My mom walked me down the aisle. Because y'all got married after your dad passed? Well, my dad had passed about two months before we got married. Oh, my gosh. So the the incredible thing was he knew every single detail of our wedding. He went to the location. He was with me when I bought my dress. He um, he saw everything. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was honestly... Uh, he saw the location December 27th, and we lost him on January 4th. So God at least gave me um, the peace of knowing my dad knew where it, how the wedding would be. Did he send you any signs when you were on your wedding? Oh, I wish I could say yes. But um, he was probably just everywhere. 
we try to incorporate him in a bunch of different ways in the wedding. Like even just the smallest little detail of his picture was in my bouquet. And um, we, uh, he loved that song by Usher. Uh, I think it's called Yeah. I want to see it's called Yeah. He just, he loved it. And so instead of doing the father-daughter dance, we told everyone to come out to the dance floor and we all danced to that. And um, so, yeah, he was, he was, um, everywhere throughout but Christy you're so amazing I appreciate you sharing all this and 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 also saying that there is no handbook for grief because there isn't there's not and for anyone who's going through it and is like I just feel like I'm doing this wrong or it looks like this for somebody else why why does it look like this for me you're not doing it wrong like you can't do it wrong and I just don't think it's something you finish. I think it's something you just learn to live with. And um, there are days that I'm better at it than others, but um, I just, I, I try to look for the connection between heaven and earth. That's why I talk about it so much. I have to. Or like, what's the point? Yeah. You know? And you're also shedding such light to others by sharing that. I'm trying, hopefully. I don't want to shed darkness. <laughs> you could never. You're so bright. You're so sweet. I'm sure I've definitely shed some darkness. No, no. You just have human emotions that you're so good at working through and like getting to the core of them. Instead of just breezing through them, you're feeling them and living them. And I had to learn to, that. I had did? to learn that. Yeah, it was, it was easier to not want to think about it. And to try to stuff. Yeah, like yeah, and that's I. It's obviously, you, we can't do that. How did that. you learn to not stuff? Um, well, it started to come out in other ways. I started to have more anxiety. I started to. I had heart palpitations. I, uh, my sister and I both just started having some health problems. I mean, truly, because it was going somewhere in your body. Yeah, I, and I believe in that. And my precious mom. She couldn't escape it. You know, she was alone in her house and she she was able to release her emotions more often. And we noticed she wasn't getting sick. And it hit my sister and I like, we've got, we've, we have to, we have to just, even if we're in public and you have to cry, you have, you have to let it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I feel like I'm still, I'm still learning that because I can tend to be one that just wants to be positive and smile all the time, but um, it's real. It's and there's other people out there like me too. It's real and it's okay to like it is okay cry every day. I mean, yes, it's okay. I love to cry. Feels good. Feels so good. It does. And if I have to cry, and I I have to cry. If it comes on, I have to let it out. Well, that's good. I wish I I want to be more like that. Well, because I feel that same way. Like if I have all that emotion that I can feel and it's wanting to pour out of my body, yeah. Like if I stuff it in, I just I it changes me. It changes me. Yeah, it's gonna change your day and the way you uh-huh. relate to people, and um, it's a it's a process. I'm learning how to you're to doing try to amazing. do it better. And thank you for sharing. I like to wrap every single interview up with "Leave Your Light." Okay, so I love this part. <laughs> so okay, then you know what it is. Just yes. shed some inspiration to people listening. To leave of just something that you want people to know that you've learned that maybe you would wish other people could know, like just some sort of some I love sort of this inspiration. Such a great question. And I love the way you word it too. 
Okay, so I did. I pre-thought of this because <laughs> I I'm, obviously so I love your podcast. But I was, what does leave your light mean to me? And I think leaving your light means using, I, I may have even said this earlier, but using your unique gifts and talents, which is your light to light somebody else's. So it's like, if your candle's not lit and mine is, then I want to take my lit candle and I want to light your flame. So leaving your light by... If you're an encourager, encourage the the gifts that you've got and lift that person up. So you might be like a really great teacher and I'm a really great encourager. And I'm like, I just love how you teach people. And that would be leaving your light on someone. I love that. It's just finding those things because everybody has amazing qualities and it's just speaking them over people. And helping people realize their own light. Yeah. Just... Bring out their light. Chrissy, you are an amazing Double light. person. <laughs> and you and Frankie you? together are amazing. Thank you. What a great You're very sweet. What a great couple y'all are. Just like so rooted in such like godliness, but then you're also so just open with the world too. Like you're just so easy to be around. You really have oh, an amazing are. personality. Come on. I've always been drawn to you. I always have loved talking to you. And you ask amazing questions too. So it's not like it it comes, it really stems from you because no. you're the one asking these questions that we should talk about. Well, I just appreciate you be willing, your willingness to talk about them because I feel Thank like that's you. healing for people. It's healing for everyone involved, you know? I hope it's so. It's nice to be able to share these things that are that are so painful because we all have these painful things. And if we can't talk about them and realize that we all are going through them, yeah. we, ha- we suffer silently. Yeah, I, and I think that's what makes me the most sad is I, because of our situation with my dad, we've talked to so many people who have had the same story that you just would never know. I mean, mm-hmm. you never know what people are going through. And my new thing is if someone's like rude or frustrated or mad or that you don't know, just ask yourself, they what are they going through? Like, you do not know. And it's probably not something great because they obviously, it's coming out in their personality. So like, let's just cut each other some grace. Yes. It's grace. I love it's grace. that. Because I've needed a lot of grace in my grief. So I have a lot of grace to give. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're the best. And everyone go check out Old Smokey's Boots because they are fantastic. <laughs> is it just old? What is your website? You got it. It's oldsmokiesboots.com. Y'all are going to freak. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. You're the best. Bye. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! 
Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.